Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DoorDash. Round seven teams are here. I'm Chris Kennedy. Don Brock is here to discuss all the changes, of which there are many and may yet be a couple more. Yeah, quite a lot happening this week in the team list. Uh, mostly bad news, I think, for fantasy mm. coaches. Going to force a few trades, especially... Uh, at the winger fullback position, but uh, yeah, very interesting stuff at the very least from the teams. I'm in serious strife pending how judiciary goes mm. a couple of hours after this podcast is to be recorded. Let's talk about what we know so far, starting off with the Panthers and the Knights out there at Bluebet Stadium on a Thursday night. I'll be covering that one in person for NRL.com. Um, Panthers 6-0 and now, can't be stopped. Um, pretty much the same team. No changes, yeah. No changes. Um, still so still no uh, Dylan Edwards or uh, Appy Corusau quite back yet, but um, not really uh, causing too many problems for the Panthers at the moment. Yeah, I say no changes. The one possible change is Paul Momorowski's um, uh, up at the judiciary. Judiciary, yeah. So uh, it's either three weeks or zero weeks, correct? Yes. 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 Either very good news or very bad news if you've got him. So uh, three weeks, borderline trade, Yeah. probably trade, depending on what your um, depth is in the centres. I mean, I was... As an owner, I was sort of eyeing him off as maybe not a season-long keeper, but just someone to plug up that centres and not have to worry about it until after Origin got uh, Peachy in the other spot. So, I mean, maybe looking at a uh, Momorowski to a um, you know a Lomax or a Bird or someone later in the season, but ideally not yet. Three weeks is right on that borderline mm. of being annoying. You know, borderline sell, borderline hold. Um, I guess I'll make the decision once we know which one it is. But um, I honestly think he's a good chance. It looked like, I don't know what you think. I thought it came up off the shoulder a little bit, up off the ball. Yeah. Grade two, a bit harsh, maybe a grade one. I don't know if I'm just being an optimistic um, Momorowski owner, but I like his chances. Yeah, downgrades are often fairly successful at the judiciary, so mm. we'll see. Uh, good luck for Momorowski owners there, I suppose. Otherwise, um, yeah, no changes at Penrith. Nathan Cleary, 124 on the weekend, which is almost nice. the top score of all time, mm. which he also holds. So, again, if you haven't got him, I think do whatever you can to get him as mm. fast as possible. So we said on the podcast last week, I was biting the bullet and was planned to get him about round eight. I jumped on early, which was made easier by a few other guys like Little and yeah. Milford getting dropped. Got there just in time. The Knights team, um, not too many changes. They've lost Heimel Hunt to a hammy strain start. Toa gets a reprieve on the wing. I think that's about it in terms of team changes. Um, Fantasy-wise, Callum Ponga, obviously, just absolutely sensational. Had a virus and throwing up, but no dramas there. Scored 100 and won the game for them. Um, and Tyson Frizzell, absolutely nuts. Scored offloading and tackle-busting yeah. everywhere and set up the uh, the match-winning try. Yeah, 92 points for Frizzell. Uh, he's looking great in the second row. Great buy for Newcastle this year. Ponga, 101. Um, yeah, he's, I guess, suddenly, if you've got a lot of cash... Um, this mm. is a week to trade in a new winger fullback. He could be it. I mean, he's pretty expensive to start with. His price has gone up, obviously, after that yeah. 100. So uh, he'll be cheaper later in the year, but you know, never a bad time to get a keeper in, I suppose. Mm. Obviously, he's going to play Origin, but that also goes for most of the other star winger fullbacks as well this season. So, yeah, if you've got a lot of money and happy to spend, he's not a bad buy. I mean, with um, Latrell and Pappenhausen both out, who we'll get to a little bit later on, he's um, he does make sense. Does have Penrith, though, bear in mind. Yeah, so, tough game. Um, we'll struggle to score bulk points. Um, just before we move on, I think Connor Watson back to his high-scoring ways, which was nice. Bradman Best a little bit quiet, mm. sort of needs those big attacking stats to, um, to score well, so he might be a little bit cheaper a little bit later on. Uh, Friday footy kicks off up there on the Gold Coast with the Titans hosting the Rabbitohs. Titans have lost Tino Fasua Malaawi to a shoulder charge suspension. He's gone for two weeks. Um, Mo Fodawaka back into the starting side. Sam McIntyre mm. uh, making his club debut off the interchange. What do you reckon? 
Yeah, he's a handy sub to come in, McIntyre. Pretty good player at the Tigers last year. Um, yeah, mostly underwhelming. The whole Titans team was underwhelming last week. It was poor, yeah. Got uh, beaten pretty comfortably by uh, Manly, which was a bit of a shock. So, yeah, a lot of their uh, big names scored poorly. Brimson, another bad score for him, 22. Um, Fogarty, 32. Tyron Peachy, 33. Mm. Um, not quite what you want for those guys. Um Fafita was still good, 52, made a lot of tackle breaks and a few offloads. But, um, yeah, I think, I mean, Brimson's the tough one if people haven't sold yet. I mean, he doesn't look like a keeper this season at this rate. Um, otherwise, uh, Tino's a sell, I think, as well, if you've still got mm. him. We had that one big 80 a few weeks ago where yeah. he played, was at the Canberra game, he played big minutes yeah. in the middle. But, um, yeah, two really poor scores since then. One of them was shifted out wide, but now he's gone for two weeks. Yeah, it's um, pretty pretty tough to hold him just given the way he's been going. Yeah, two-week suspension isn't necessarily a trade, as we mentioned with Momorowski, but the fact there's no guaranteed Tino makes money or gets consistent scores when he comes back. So I think he's a sell. Um yeah, that's probably just about it. Um, yeah. Those two, Fafita's still a great, a great buy in the back row. Thought he might get a few more, to be honest. I don't know if you know mid fifties is nothing to sneeze at, but I thought he might uh, crash over for a couple of yeah. tries against Manly. But Titans did not have any running at all uh, in that game. They take on a Souths team who have been forced into a few backline changes. Uh, Latrell Mitchell is headed to the judiciary, so that will either be a one week or a four week suspension, yeah. which is probably the difference between being a hot, definite hold and a borderline sell. Um, I mean, he's definitely out this week, right? So if you've got him, you've got a plan around it. But before yep. we talk about the rest of the team, is four weeks definitely a sell, you reckon? I think it's very close, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I was thinking he was going to play Origin as well this year based on how he's playing mm-hmm. probably uh, in the centres for the Blues. But um, that could be at jeopardy now, I guess, after missing four weeks. Who knows? But, mm. yeah, if you hold him, uh, he comes back close to Origin time as well. Um, you know, that's a lot of money you're going to be leaving in your uh, reserves for four weeks. Uh, you know, not urgent if you've got other stuff to fix, which you might well do. Um, make other trades and maybe hold while you can. But, uh, yeah, very close to sell if you can make a significant improvement on your team. Yep. The team otherwise has also lost Josh Mansour for a month to a hemi strain. Jackson Paulo uh, comes in on the wing. Alex Johnston goes to the back for Luttrell with... Um I think Stephen Masters comes into yes. the centres, is that correct? Uh, Keon Kolomatangi back from suspension straight into the starting side. Jacob Host goes to the reserves. Um, what do you make of the rest of the team? Uh, Kolomatangi back in. Mm. He was a cash cow option early on. Um, had some mediocre scores, bounced out of the team, back in now. I don't know how many people have him. Or yeah, Did you get him? I got him later than I should have and then sold him, so he's almost guaranteed to score 50-plus, yeah. if not 70-plus, yep. this week. Yep. Well, kudos if you held, I suppose. <laughs> um, thoughts on Cook as a bit of an unconvincing 55. He made a lot of tackles. Did it with no real attacking stats. Yeah, yeah I guess uh, we've mentioned him that he had a couple of 80s this year and then a bunch of lowish scores, 40s. Um, so at least it's a score between... 50 and 80, you know, it's encouraging. First time, yeah. yeah, so if he gets a few of these, if this becomes the base of, you know, 50 and up and then the occasional big game, then he's back to, you know, gun status. But, um, yeah, so I, I think encouraging news compared to the 40s, but, um, yeah, you want a combination of those big uh, defensive games plus some more, more run meters and breaks and the like. So, yeah, still a hold, uh, not a buy yet. Um, mm. Yeah, the only, if you want to trade him out and get, Cleary say then that's that's worthwhile but otherwise I'd keep holding him I think yeah I mean even then I'd probably try and 
do it another way, but uh, yes, yeah, certainly a hold, ideally. Uh, Eels take on the Broncos up there in Darwin on the second Friday game. Dylan Brown comes back from a one-game suspension for Para. Will Smith drops to the bench. Uh, Keegan Hipgrave out of the side. Um, Reed Marnie and Isaiah Papali are just absolutely legit this year. I think so. Well, Marnie, I think, definitely is like a mm. gun hooker. Papali looks great as well. Um, we're going to have this this headache every every week until uh, we know what he's doing for the season. But at the moment, he's he's still a fill-in starter, but mm. he's so good when he starts. He's been getting tries, four tries in the last three weeks, I think. He scores well off the bench as well, so he could be a gun either way. He's just um, – we're hooing and ahhing about it every week, mm. and he's getting more expensive every week. Um, I really strongly considered buying him a couple of weeks ago for Takiaho before he got – 50-something and then got injured. And in those two games, Pauli's got two scores in the 80s and Ouch. going gangbusters. And that's going to haunt me for the rest of the season, I think. So <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, he plays in the first buy round as well. So for overall points, that's mm. another boost. Um, yeah, I mean, I assume when Madison comes back, and unless, you know, he's out for the whole year or retires mm. or something, Madison's coming back at some point. So yeah. he'll be a starter. And then it's down to whether, you know, they switch edges for Pauli or they and bench Lane, or they play probably off the bench, but which I think is the best move for Para because he's still so good as a bench middle. Yeah. It depends what they want. I mean, they can use all three of them that, that way and give them all good game time, or they can just go probably he's an absolute star, borderline recruit of the season, mm. give him as many minutes as possible. What yeah. do you think? I think Lane keeps the starting spot. He had a, a sketchy couple of games at the start of the year, but he has he's come good and he's yeah. playing. He got to try himself footy. on the weekend. Yeah, uh, nice uh, supporting run from him to, to score a try. I mean, one of the things that, I mean, we all know NRL coaches don't care about our fantasy teams, and Brad Arthur, I think, really likes having Isaiah Papali'i be able to come on after 25 yep. and really lift that intensity um, through the middle and play big minutes there. Their bench is not a, a big strength for them when he's in the starting side. You look at it, um, Oregon Cafus, he doesn't play big minutes. You know, Will Smith barely gets on the field if yep. they don't have an injury. Um, we removed Greg in his second game, didn't play much in the first game. And then Bryce Cartwright only played about five minutes yep. last week. So there's, they're not getting a lot off the bench when Isaiah Papali is in that starting side. So I think for Brad Arthur, ideally... In a couple of weeks, Wonga Blake comes back at centre, Ryan Madison comes back at second row, you've got um, Papali and Niakore on the bench and mm. suddenly it looks really, really strong. Yeah. yeah, so the upshot of all that is, I guess, in Papali, if you buy him now, you get his dual position now as well, which is handy. Yep. He plays around 13, which is good. But he's probably close to priced at a 50-point player, maybe low 50s. I think long-term he'll probably score that off the bench. So you're getting what you pay for, but he's not the bargain he was. Pretty much priced in, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Broncos team, um, Richie Kenner is out and Herbie Farnworth returns from injury at centre. I think that's about it for the changes. Um, Croft and Dearden retain the um, the halves roles. Or Danny Levi, sorry, Danny makes Levi, club yeah. debut um, off the bench. So a little bit of a threat to uh, to Turpin's minutes. Yeah, it's a big worry, I think, for Turpin owners. Turpin's been scoring great this yep. year. Had one bad score in round two, I think, and then been reeling off the fi- 50s and 60s since then. So he's been growing, going great, but now Levi only signed with the club yesterday, today? Um, five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tuesday. So uh, And straight into the team. So... Um, I mean, you would have to think he he plays some minutes, and if he's playing at hooker, then mm. Turpin benched is the obvious move. So it, they could keep them both on as a lot of clubs do and play one as a yeah. you know, kind of lock role, but I wouldn't be surprised if Turpin's minutes uh, go down a little. 
I mean, the the thing with that is you look at the the Broncos team, you've got Lodge, Haas and Carrigan, um, the three middles. Haas plays 70-plus minutes and Carrigan can play 80 at hooker and, um, you know, a couple more middles on the the bench who can get through a fair bit of work. So I don't know if they actually need Turpin to stay on in that floating lock role unless it's a, you know, a game play style thing. They want to try and match what, you know, Knights and Roosters are getting out of their their smaller locks, but um yeah, I mean not a sell this week though. Surely, yeah. break I think even still thirty four. Give it so. a week and you'll know what the situation is next week, and might be time to sell then. Yeah, definitely hold um, for one game. Sharks and the Bulldogs on Saturday afternoon uh, at Cogra. Um, Sharks just uh, yeah. Plenty of news for the second week in a row. They've signed uh, Will Chambers, who at this stage is in the reserves list. Yeah. Josh Dugan actually comes back from his head knock in the centres anyway, so they're um, a little bit stronger in the uh, the back line than they were um, last week when the Chambers news emerged. Um, a little bit unlucky, uh, tried hard against the Knights, got done at the end. Um, fantasy-wise, what do you got? Uh, Chad Townsend, and yet another good score, 60. He's also... Uh, rumoured to be signing with the Cowboys uh, possibly this week mm. um, for next season and onwards. Um, I might mention that again later on when we get to the Cowboys. But um, uh, and the other thing with him and the halves in general is Sean Johnson back in the yeah. on the bench this week. So you know he could be a late inclusion. I think he probably will come off the bench this week just because uh, both halves and especially fullback Will Kennedy have been excellent for Cronulla. So a bit tricky to work out what they're going to do. I think Moylan's maybe the most likely to lose minutes to Johnson, mm. which is tricky if you have to play Moylan and you're wing a fullback this week. But, true, you know, just see, see what happens, hope for the best. Uh, and we'll know again next week, surely Johnson comes into that starting side pretty soon. Yep. Um, otherwise, Ramey in a good score at centre. He's yeah. going pretty well. He's been very good. So mm. two solid scores, what, 32, 48, and then 72 this week. So... Uh, yeah, he's looking very promising as a potential keeper and a good week for him potentially up against the Bulldogs team that is struggling in attack and defence this season. Uh, Bulldogs team um, can't take a trick. Hetherington gone for five weeks uh, due to suspension. Um, Renoff Atoni drops back to the bench, I think. Chris Smith starting team. Corey Waddell goes to lock. Jackson Torpenny is out for a couple of weeks with bone bruising to the knee. Brad Dietz, uh, Eva C. Manif and I, Matt Dury all come into the side. Um, Jake Avarillo is holding on to that starting 5-8 spot. Lachlan Lewis hasn't um, hasn't come back into the starting side. I think he's in the reserves this he week. He is, yeah. Yeah, so I think Avarillo's been the one success story fantasy-wise for... Uh, the dogs this season. Of course he has. I sold him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So really ordinary in the first three weeks, got yeah. injured and then, you know, dropped slash injured and then uh, has come back due to an injury to Lachlan Lewis and reeled off two good scores, 63 mm. and 48. He's doing everything better than he was at the start of the season. So kudos if you've held on to him. Um, I assume he keeps that spot ahead of Lewis for now. Yeah, I mean, they looked better with him there the last couple of weeks, but they're also still winless. So yeah. I don't know. There are probably a couple of chances for them to get a win. Mm. You know, that Cowboys game, we thought maybe that was going to be it, but uh, not to be. So, yeah, I guess until they get a win, you can't be shocked if there's more changes to the team going forward. Anyone else uh, grabbing your eye? Luke Thompson, some good scores. He's in my never again. What did he get? <laughs> what did he get last week? He had a 57, good... I Okay, think. yeah. So two very good scores then, yeah. really. Um, yeah, he's in that kind of awkward mid, mid-range thing. We talked about him a bit last week. But, yeah. Um, yeah, solid start. At the very least, you'd expect most of those middles to get through a lot of tackles. 
uh, going forward. Adam Elliott's dropped off a lot after a yeah, true. really high-scoring start to the season, and this is more typical kind of scores for him in the in the 40s rather than the 60s. Um, but yeah, one of those reasons is probably the fact that uh, Luke Thompson's back and getting through some work himself. True, true. Uh, Cowboys and the Raiders uh, Saturday night game up there in Townsville. Uh, Cowboys hung on to that win against the Bulldogs um, despite uh, being up against 12 men for the last quarter of the game. They have um, many changes. Jason Tamalolo is still out. Yeah, unchanged. Unchanged. Yeah. Yeah, Tamalolo. <laughs> what about this? Breaking, Stop breaking your hands, Breaking mate. both hands. Um, before he's recovered from one hand, the other hand broke. Yeah, both were at training. One was... Um, Defensively, his hand got caught between the bloke he was tackling and the guy who ran into him, and the other one he was carrying the ball up in a training drill. So, the new one is less bad than the first one. It's non-displaced and doesn't need surgery, okay. so it's just three weeks to heal. The first one actually needed surgery to yep. correct the um, displaced fracture, so won't miss as long with this one. But um, yeah, pretty remarkable to Amazing. break both hands at training in such a short space of time. Amazing. I mean, the, the main thing for him will be, don't forget he exists in the second half of the season. Yeah. At some point, you probably want to buy him, but he's got to come back and then yeah. probably price drop a little bit. So um, one to watch, but maybe not for a while. Um, yeah, the big story at the Cowboys is Ben Hampton. We talked about him a fair bit mm. last week, and he was good again, 46 points. Uh, got another try assist, put yep. a bomb for uh, Kyle Felt, who's a good player to bomb to. And, um, Plenty of kick meters. Plenty of kick meters, so... Yeah, what do you think? He's available at centre and winger fullback. Last yeah. week, the centre thing was the crucial thing, and this week, being winger fullback is crucial with all these injuries. So, is he a buy this week if you didn't get him last week? I think he's only a buy if you really need to plug a backline spot, which I desperately do. So, mm. I'll be buying him because I'm losing at least two, if not three, of my back five players. He's already a bit more than I would like to be paying for him, average wise. Yeah, um, but dual position still early three hundreds. Early three hundreds. His break even is very low, about yeah. zero. So he'll make money at least in the short term. Uh, if he keeps the halfback spot again, like we said last week, I think he's, you know, good to go. He had one kind of quiet score first. I think maybe twenty eight, and then that mm. fifty odd, and then. Um, 46. So going off the last two games, he's going to get pretty solid scores. Even with a try assist, if he gets 40 points a game, that's fine. Um, is there any concern? So the talk, the rumours last week was that the Cowboys were chasing Adam Reynolds for next season, and now it looks like they're going to get Chad Townsend for next season. Um, if they had signed Reynolds, I pre- pretty much would have snapped up Hampton on the spot because Reynolds is definitely not going to leave yeah. South this year. Uh, Townsend the Sharks Townsend's probably not leaving the Sharks but it's not quite as certain it's a, it's a different mm-hmm. situation Cronulla's just uh, you know hide a new coach let their old coach go they're looking at you know changing things next season clearing some of the cal- salary cap uh, off their books and, and letting someone leave and at the moment they've got as we've said a, a four and a three situation with their halves and Johnson coming back yeah Johnson coming back so it could be a fairly straightforward Johnson to halfback if they want to free up some money let Townsend go early and mm. Cowboys get a legit halfback I mean my first instinct is like this will take a while to pan out yeah. I think we've seen in rugby leagues you think it's going to take a month and then it happens in yeah. two days and suddenly you're I mean, Danny Levi's playing for Brisbane this yeah, week exactly I mean um, I think that's just going to have to be a calculated risk I mean for me I just need a scorer in the back yeah. line this week because yeah. Pappenhausen's out and Latrell's out and Momorowski might be out. And, and even if he plays four or five games more at halfback Hampton, mm. he should make a fair bit of money and, as yeah. you say, fill that those two positions in, the, in that time. So probably still worth it, just a slight bit of risk that um, if things change quickly, then uh, mm. Hampton might not be the halfback for much longer. Yeah, I probably would only punt on him if you actually need 
the backline scorer. I wouldn't just treat him as a must-have cash cow and snap him up um, regardless. Uh, Raiders team, <clears throat> plenty of changes. Ricky Stewart hinted there would be uh, after the game last week. He was very unhappy with that second half against the Eels. A couple of them injury enforced. Josh Hodgson out for two to three. Um, Tom Starling comes into the starting hooker role. Bailey Simonson, who is in many teams despite... Mm-hmm. Uh, not doing much fantasy-wise so far this year is out to an HIA. Seb Chris comes in on the wing. Uh, Joe Tarpany and Sia Soliola also drop out of the 17 with the Corys, the two Corys, Hadawira Nida and Horsburgh both coming in for their first games of the year. Yeah, not a great week for the Raiders in general. Um, and this week's not looking great for their fantasy prospects either. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, Simonson still yet to score a try, yet to make any money really. Yeah. And now the one week where people would have wanted him to... Um, come in as a backup he's he's out so that's all of that frustrating all of that very frustrating can you guess which one of us has Simonson in your team I'm just (laughs) of all the weeks Bailey of all the weeks yeah so are there any buys in that lot um I don't think so yeah okay I mean I like Ryan James but I mean it's not like he's cheap um Caleb Aikens has been mentioned news today that um Nickel Klukstar's avoided surgery and might be back sooner than expected mm-hmm. anyway. Aikens has never really been yeah. a fantasy factory. He had a try save in 200 metres in that first game and still didn't score. Look at 35, which looks like about his ceiling without tries. So yeah. I don't think there's a lot of upside to him either. Yeah, I think we move on. I think we move on too. Um, Anzac Day, always a, a huge one in the rugby league calendar. Starts off uh, early game is West Tigers up against the Sea Eagles at Bankwest Stadium. Um, Tigers, so close, so very close against the Bunnies. Um, thought they had it and then um, turns out they didn't. Um, changes are... Oh, poor old Asu Kapa'oa is out with a, uh, an ACL injury, so... Um, uh, Cheekham goes into the centres. I think that might be the only one. Jake Simkin um, obviously starts again for the second week. He was fantastic on debut. Plenty of tackles and ended up playing the 80, which I don't think we were expecting. Yeah, so... But, yeah, they had Embi on the bench as, and he's been coming on as a bench hooker for the first uh, five weeks. But, um, yeah, Simkin straight in, playing the 80 and making 50... 58 tackles. 54 points, 58 tackles. So yeah. uh, that's fantastic for a... Uh, a rookie hooker, so he doesn't need to get anywhere near that to make a lot of money. So very good signs for him. A lot of people pick him up last week. He's must have this week, I think. If I you think so. Didn't yeah. get him last week, so just get him. Um, yeah, and Dane Laurie, another fifty. So he's been terrific. So uh, otherwise, I don't know if there's any new buys apart from Simpkin, who you have to have. James yeah. Roberts is the other one. Two dud scores. Yeah, playing fairly badly. I don't know if he's a trade out just yet but um, pretty close getting very close yeah. yeah I mean he can't keep scoring that badly can he he had two solid scores the weeks before 30s, and he just needs yeah. one or two good runs you know where he beats a few players you know he's the kind of guy who could score an 80 metre try out of nothing but um, he's going to need one of those pretty soon to get his price moving mm. Joe for Hingawi, who I sold a few weeks ago when he turned into a small minute bench middle is now a big minute starting edge forward and mm-hmm. Backed up his 70-odd with a 49, so if you're still hanging on to him, then um, well done. I won't be buying him back. You should just I'm... announce, I think, who you're selling yeah, on this podcast. Cause... I'm selling this guy. You should buy him because yep. he's about to go through the roof. Um, anyone else? If he's sitting on Stefano Utikamanu, then you're uh, enjoying his time in the starting side. Yep. 39, pretty much all in base on the weekend. Yeah, solid score for him. You know, hopefully he gets into the 40s, I guess, if he's going to keep that starting spot. But either way, again, he was very cheap to start. So, yeah, all this, uh, all these points and and money making is uh, is good news. 
The Seagulls team, it's the same 17 players from last week. There's a bit of switcherooing between the starting side and the bench. Um, probably the main one there is Homale Olakowatu, who um, 33 in 32 minutes or something on the weekend, five tackle busts in, in short order. Named to start last week and then benched. Named to start again this week. Mm. Does have the looming return of Curtis Serenan at some point, but um, his PPM is great if he is going to end up in a, a big minute starting role. Yeah, interesting one. Um, mm. I would be guessing he'd be on the bench uh, in the mm. long run, but um, yeah, the, the chance is there if you want to take a, a little bit of a gamble on him. Um, the the big name, obviously, for Turbo, Manly yeah. was, uh, was Turbo. Yeah. Was, uh, you know, everyone said last week, Jaboyevich coming back is not going to change Manly by himself, and he did. Mm. They were just great. Overnight, single-handedly, turned yeah. them from a bottom four team into a... I don't know how much of it was the Titans were bad, but Manly looked great all of a sudden, and, and he was terrific. So he had two tries, two line breaks, and a try. Mm. A lot of metres, uh, 67 points. A lot of people are going to buy him this week because yeah. he's definitely underpriced. Uh, he's a fullback, which is what people need. Um, I don't know if he's quite a must-have. Uh, yeah. I think one thing with, with him is, so like he's he tends to average in the... 40s rather than high 50s or 60 and the difference between him obviously he was fantastic and that's a good score 67 but that was the day after uh kalen ponga had had a great game they were both Mm. had terrific games won the game for their team ponga gets 100 and turbo gets 67 which is fine but it's kind of like getting close to a ceiling is is around 70 unless he gets you know more than usual tackle breaks or insane run meters or something Mm. so so yeah i think he's good i just don't know if he's quite Mm. a keeper even though he looked fantastic in his first game back. He seems to do that. He was on 51 or something at halftime and then he played another, what, 25 minutes before yeah. he got an early shower and did very little stats-wise in those 25 minutes. For a guy who's really big and seems really hard to handle and really fast, he doesn't get a lot of tackle breaks, mm. whereas your um, Tedesco's, your Pongas, your Tuovasashek seem to just rack up those busts, yeah. Teddy and, and Ponga in particular, whereas he just doesn't really seem... To get that, I've watched games where he, you know, runs away for two tries in the first half. He's on sixty at half time. You think we could be looking at a record here, and then he finishes with, you know, yeah. seventy or seventy-five. And in games where Manly lose, and they probably will have some more bad games, even even though they played great on the weekend, he can be fine and get thirty or, yeah. you know, a high twenty sometimes. So, uh, yeah. So don't be stunned if if that happens mm. sooner rather than later, but. Regardless, he's priced as a mid-30s player. He's going to score better than that. At the very least, he's got his uh, price moving quickly with that good score. So if he gets mm. another couple of good ones, you know, 250, say, in the next two weeks, then he's going to make a lot of money. Yeah, I certainly agree he's underpriced, although, as we all know, uh, a little bit prone to injury, unfortunately, lately. Yep. So you do have to take that into account um, if you want to buy him as well. Roosters and the Dragons, the big one, obviously, um, on Anzac Day at the SCG, the historic old ground. Um, Roosters still in strife mm. um, injury-wise. They do get uh, Sam Verrills back this week is probably the, the real big news uh, for them. He starts at hooker. Um, they've also named both C.Y. Taukiaho and Jared Warrior Hargreaves, who didn't play much uh, of last week's game after going off early with um, rib and shoulder injuries, respectively. Um, Ben Marschke holds on to the interchange spot. Adam Kieran is out of the 17. Yeah, so the pack actually looks all right on paper today, as it stands, Mm. uh, assuming they all play. So uh, Victor Radley's named as well, and so he could get suspended tonight. We'll know, you guys listening will know this, you know, by the time you've heard this, perhaps, because judiciary will start by the time this comes out. so he could be out, and then 
those two big name forwards could be uh, late withdrawals as well. So they play on Sunday. They're giving yeah. them every chance. Obviously, at this point, we kind of expected they weren't going to play. Uh, I thought going out of that. Yeah, that game. So, I think Taukiaho we thought was broken ribs, yeah. and it turned out to be a I think a pot okay. rib, a rib cartilage, or something. Um, could be stand to be corrected on that, but it sounds like he might just be a pain management, get some needles and yep. get through it sort of issue. Yeah, so I mean, if they all play, then then good news. But uh, yeah, wouldn't be surprised they play the second last game of the round. Mm. So. You, there's a chance of being caught out here if they're very late uh, mm. withdrawals, which could hurt. Um, otherwise, yeah, pretty lousy scores from them across the board. So Sam yeah. Walker, who everyone just about has, had his first bad score of the season, 24. Tedesco's lost 100 grand on his starting uh, mm. price. He hasn't been terrible, but 36 on the weekend. Angus Crichton a score in the 30s as well. So it just you know wasn't wasn't their game against Melbourne. Pretty scrappy in the first half, and um, yeah, down on troops and and uh, mm. got beaten pretty easily in the end. So. Yeah, this will be an interesting game, I think. I think the Dragons are a chance. Yeah, well, I was about to say the you know they're not going to have to have a real tough game like Melbourne in Melbourne every week, but um, Dragons, based on what we've seen this year and, and how physical they've been in the middle, the Roosters might do it tough score-wise again. Dragons' edge defence has been superb. Lomax and Ravalara on that right side, and you know Jack Bird uh, getting a lot fitter on the um, on the left. Their, their edges have been good, so um, no guarantees the uh, the Roosters like Tedesco and Walker find a lot more points. Um, this week, although you know those guys can certainly conjure points out of nothing, so maybe they do. Uh, Dragons team, they obviously uh, got through Josh Maguire's introduction uh, last week. Um, Blocker Laurie comes back into the side. Trent Merrin goes um, out of the 17 altogether. Um, Maguire's inclusion didn't really hurt those cash cows in the mm. forward pack for Myono and Alvaro. I think Alvaro almost played more minutes than usually came on after 20 or so and yeah. played, was it 45 or so before he went yep. on? And Furumano mm. played about 40 as well, like his mm. usual stint. So, yeah, I guess Laurie being out, Maguire just pretty much filled that role, perhaps, yeah. and Marin out now, so maybe it won't change things as well. So, yeah, good news on that front. If you've got those uh, cash cows, otherwise Jack Bird, another good score, 49. Yeah. Uh, potential keeper still on the cheaper side, I guess, amongst the um, the established guns. Uh, ben Hunt's in the reserves who yeah, could true. come in on game day or in the next couple of weeks, you know, has been a good fantasy scorer in the past. Mm. Anything else? McCulloch's making a lot of tackles every week. McCulloch's doing well, not scoring explosively, but certainly reliably. Uh, sounds like Ben Hunt uh, is unlikely to play, is desperate to play, but um, still a bit of soreness. I dare say he plays round eight if he doesn't play yep. um, round seven, but um, yeah, don't count on him if you do have him in your 17. Final game of the round, the Storm and the Warriors, another traditional Anzac Day clash. Ryan Pappenhausen is out. I thought he was going to be out during HIA, but he's actually out with a um, an AC joint issue. Hopefully, just the one week. It sounds like um, less than guaranteed he's back um, the following week, but hopefully he is. Um, that's the main one. Nico Hines starts for him. Harry Grant's still on the bench, but um, not going to drop a lot of cash after that try mm. last week. Boosted him to a score in the 60s. I think there's no other changes other than oh Dale Finucane also back yeah. um, finally from injury on the bench. So that may have a little bit of an impact on the uh, the middle rotation. Yep, indeed. Um, a lot of good scores for them last week against the Roosters. Pappenhausen, the big news. Obviously, it's bad news for a lot of us because we all have Pappenhausen. He's been terrific. Yeah. Um, I guess the one bright uh, note is that at least we know now that he's out. Yeah. The worst case scenario would have been finding out just before the last game of the round where your hands are tied, you can't do anything that True. you've lost uh, uh, one of your star fullbacks. So yeah, you got to trade to make up for it probably unless you've got a lot of depth in the wing at fullback position. 
um, but obviously hold Pappenhausen. Um, otherwise, yeah, all those guys going well. Munster had a good score. Brandon Smith had another good score. Um, yeah. Welch, another score in the 50s. Jerome Hughes had a big game, 85. And, uh, and yeah, Grant, I think he's going to get a little cheaper and he's going to be a great buy when he's starting. Mm. But, um, yeah, it would be nice if he didn't get that try for those of us who don't have him. Would it kill him to just get a few 30s off the bench? Just some so quiet drop games. Some cash? Yeah. Mate, think of the fantasy coaches. Absolutely. Uh, Warriors team, they uh, get David Fusatua back um, earlier than we probably expected, which is very handy for them with uh, Peter Hiku joining the um, the injured list with that dislocated shoulder um, last week. Adam Pompey also out, rolled his ankle in that game. Uh, Jack Murch, he plays in the centres. Um, Bailey Sirinan is back from injury on the bench, which has implications for possible cash cow uh, Josh Curran, who scored 66 from a very low price point uh, last weekend. Yeah, so Josh Curran, one of the week's uh, better-looking cash cows. He's under 300K, uh, pretty much base stats for that 66, 50 tackles, 140 metres. Mm. Great numbers, played the whole 80, um, but big question mark. So Bailey Serenin started the year uh, on an edge, played the first two mm. weeks, got injured, and then... Played well as well. Yeah, mm. so... Back on the bench this week, so we don't really know what that means going forward. Every chance he's being eased back on the bench, like, you know, Sean Johnson is at the Sharks, so he could be back starting next week. So if you buy Curran now and then he goes back to the bench in a week, it's a bit of a disaster. Yeah. Um, bench edge forwards tend to score pretty poorly. Uh, but if he keeps the, the starting spot and plays 80, he's going to be great. So, yeah, it's a gamble. I've got no further insights. My my guess is that Serenin's a pretty good chance of coming in at some point, but mm. um, so I think I'll avoid. But could be a lot of money there if he uh, if he does keep the spot. Yeah. Um, uh, Torhu Harris worth mentioning got yeah. basically got his exact usual low sixty score, but with a crash over try added on for, a, for eighty three or so. So um, very handy week to have him and uh, Sean O'Sullivan. Crashed mm. down to earth after making some fast money. Um, was it 19 he finished up with a yeah. whole stack of demerits? Yeah, I think he's a hold. I've seen some people trading him out this mm. week. He's break even still in the 20s. A bit early for that, I think. Yeah, all these scores apart from that 19 have been well above that. He's been getting 50s. He had that 173 or something. So mm. if he just gets back to a, you know even 30s, 40, which is a pretty gettable score for a half who kicks a lot, then... Um, you know, and if he gets back to his typical four tackle breaks a game, which yeah. is for his first three weeks, then he should score fine and make some more money. So, yeah, I think I can keep the faith and hold for one more week at the least. Yeah, no reason he can't score in the 40s for the next few weeks at least. Yep. Um, before we get to the questions, it's time for our Dasher mm. of the Week. Before you name your Dasher Dom, our friends at DoorDash are offering NRL fans and fantasy players 50% off their first three orders and free delivery. Simply download the DoorDash app and use the code FOOTYFIX, all one word, at checkout. Dasher time, who you got? I've got I've let's got, recap last week first. Who did you have last week? I had Jazz Tavunga last week. Yep. Who then, because uh, he was named at lock, yep. scored well the week before, and then before kickoff got bumped back to the bench, his old position, and uh, got 57. So That's right. It was fine, but not as uh, as explosive as I was hoping for. How about yours? I went for Luke Thompson, who um, went pretty well. What are you at 50? Do we both get 57 there off you our go. Dasher? It's a tie. It's a tie for the first <laughs> week. Who have you got this week? Uh, I was thinking of a couple. One who's not as rare. We try to look for some rare players who aren't in that many teams. Point of difference, guys, for this. Uh, one who's not quite that is Mitch Moses, who I don't think we mentioned at all in the Eels. 
Uh, rundown, he had another good score on the weekend of 70-something. He's lost a fair bit of money because of that injury a few weeks ago. If I didn't have other issues to mm. fix this week, he'd be in my team pretty fast, I think. Uh, won't play Origin. Uh, yeah, really cut price gun and, and could have a big one this week. And another player who could have a big one this week is I'm looking at the Bulldogs' opponents, the Sharks. This could be a trend where I just see who's playing the Bulldogs every week. <laughs> who's a good attacker who could do well and... Uh, Townsend's in a lot of teams, but uh, Jesse Ramian mm. isn't. So, uh, yeah, Ramian got 70-odd last week. If he gets on the um, across the try line a couple of times, he could post a bumper score. So mm. uh, in a year where it's tough to get good centres, this could be a big week for Jesse Ramian. Yeah, I think this double-dipping might be against the Dasher of the Week rules, but I will stick with the Bulldogs, and I'll go with Corey Waddell, who's starting at lock for the first time this year. Uh, he has a secret magic power, which is I sold him earlier in the year, there and he's go. due for a well, big he's guaranteed score, so to go put him down for 70-plus. Yeah. Let's get into some Twitter questions, of which there are plenty. Uh, starting off with Dom Sullivan, who asks, if Momorowski is suspended for three weeks, does that make him a sell? I think... I'll be holding him even if he's suspended. Yeah, okay. It's it's tough because usually two weeks is definite hold, four weeks is definite sell, three weeks is, you know, it depends. So, yeah, I think he is a keeper based on what we've seen in, of him so far. So if you yeah. can afford to hold him, um, you know, if you're playing head-to-head games, you can win or whatever. If you've got a Hampton in your reserves, you can you can plug in. Even a James Roberts um you know, for a few games, it's probably worth holding. But um, if you've got, certainly if you've got no backup centres, then this is a good time to make a move. Henry Pollard asks, uh, looking to trade uh, Jordan Rickey and either Spencer Lenny or Bailey Simonson. Was hoping to get Cleary in this week, but with Pap out, I'm now in need of a wing of fullback. Do I then go Ricky and Lenny to Turbo and Verrills and get Cleary next week? Um, hmm. Yeah. I mean, Turbo and Verrills this week I do like. Yeah. Um, Cleary, obviously, you want as soon as possible, but try and avoid. If you need to make a trade to ensure you've got 17, then do that do as that. a priority. Yeah. Um, I mean, every chance Cleary goes big again, but, yeah, ideally get a, a winger fullback. Now, if you want to get uh, Turbo, this is the best time to do it because his price is on the rise. So pretty good move. Um, Sam Verrills is someone that we've been kind of waiting for for a while. I was assuming mm. all along as soon as he's playing, I'll snap him up. But... Um, I won't be able to do it this week because he doesn't cover the right positions. But, uh, yeah, you had a look beforehand, and he's not at the absolute must-have um, big scoring hooker that yeah, I would have expected. In my, in my head that he just came in and was averaging 60 at hooker and playing 80 minutes every week, but um, only had four 80-minute um, games at hooker in that 2019 season when he was playing regularly, I think a couple of 40s and a couple of 60s. So... Good scoring, but not exactly explosive, and um, quite a few mediocre ones when he's playing smaller minutes um, in and around that. So, and they've got um, a bench hooker as well this week. Marshkey's still yeah. in the 17, so I'm not expecting Barrels in his first game off um, knee surgery to play the full 80 minutes um, unless things really go awry during the game. So, um, can't afford to wait a week. I still think a good buy this week, but not a not a must-have straight up. Yep. Um, Paul Burns asks, is Latrell a holder a sell and is Verrills a good cash cow? We've just touched on Verrills and I think Latrell, we all agree, is a hold if it's one week and probably a sell if it's four. Absolutely, yes. Just follow the news. Easy question to answer there. Um, Bavish Patel wants to know, should he get Ben Hampton or Jack Bird leaning towards Hampton as he's 100k cheaper and covers dual position? 
Yeah, so Hampton is cheaper. There's slightly more risk, I suppose. Bird's had injury issues in the past, I guess. That's the mm. only real risk there. But uh, if he's fit, he's probably a keeper centre and, and cut price. Um, Hampton's scoring could dip. We've only seen a couple of games from him mm. at halfback. Maybe he loses the position at some point. A uh, bit of risk there, but you get, you know, that's why you get the. Uh, the value at buy out of it, you know, save mm. hundred grand. Yeah, I mean, it sort of depends what you need, really. Hampton's the short-term cash cow who covers both backline slots in a week when a lot of backs are out, whereas Jack Bird's probably the keeper in the centres who you ideally won't then have to trade out later in the season. Tyrone, debased guard, is back. He says, thinking of uh, trading out Turpin and Little to Mitch Moses and Tommy Turbo. Um, injury risk for Tommy Turbo is scary, but at the price point and with all the winger fullbacks out this week, it's hard to look past. I quite like those trades, I think. Yep. I don't think you need to trade Turbo just yet, but um, but this is a very good week to get both those players, Turbo and Moses. Yeah, yeah. Ideally, I think hold uh, Turpin a week, but if he's only if he's going to lose a few minutes, then um, could probably pull the trigger now. Even if he's playing eighty the rest of the year, he's probably one to upgrade at some point anyway. Uh, Johnny Leary is back. G'day, Johnny. He uh, has enough bank to go Latrell to Cleary finally, but with Pappenhausen out now, short a wing fullback can go Ricky to Turbo or Heathering to some, Heatherington to someone um, under 400k, already got Ben Hampton, or option B is just to keep Luttrell, go Jordan Ricky and Heatherington for Cleary and a basement price, for example, Jason Saab. Um, Phew. Um, I don't know about Saab. Yeah, I mean, the problem with Saab is that he scored two tries on the weekend in a huge win and scored 27, I yeah, think. Yeah, not great. His base has been... Abysmal. Yeah. Um, I think his break even still high. Yeah. 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 Don't get someone at this point of the season, maybe later on in the season, but at this point, if you get someone cheap, you want them to be making money. Yeah. Uh, to be worth a spot in your 21. Um, so I'd avoid that. So in, I guess, does that rule out the Cleary move? <laughs> yeah. I mean, ideally, up? you want Cleary. I mean, I would, I would rather run with, I know we just said do whatever you can to get yeah. 17 players. I would rather get Cleary and have 16 for on field week. for one week yeah. and not worry about someone like burning a trade on Saab or someone who, if he doesn't score a try, probably scores 10 or 12. Yeah. And deal without the low double-digit points. And yeah. Th- there's more upside to getting Cleary than there is to sacrificing Cleary and getting a 17th who's only going to score. Yeah. At this point, I mean, because Cleary's just going to get more and more expensive, I think. He's he's averaging for 100 me. just about. It's it's, it's ridiculous. So, absolutely unprecedented. Um the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be to get him until he finally has a couple of, you know, quiet games, which may never happen at this point. I can't hundred, <laughs> Kenny. Um, yeah, I hope that answers the question. Maybe it doesn't. Um, uh, a few angry tweets about uh, Stephen Crichton getting dual position because apparently we don't do that for players who are only covering injuries. This is his... Counting the week that he went there mid-game, this is his fifth week at fullback. He's played more of the season at fullback than he has at centre. We don't add someone as a halfback if they're usually a centre and they're standing in at 5'8 for one week if someone's out injured. But if someone's playing their fifth game in a position that they have played through their juniors and previously at NRL level, I think it qualifies. Yeah, I don't think he looks like a natural fullback, but he's been playing there a lot for uh, Mm. a team that hasn't lost a game yet this season. So. He's, most of the season he'll be a, he would have been at fullback after this week, so yeah, yeah that makes sense. I feel like that qualifies. Um, Dylan eighteen fifty. Who would you get out of Harrison Papali'i? That's Torhu Harris and Isaiah Papali'i. Um, or should I just wait for Haas to drop and get him? Uh, yeah. So again, it's one of those things. I think Harris is more expensive, but he's a safer option. He's 
probably the most consistent player mm. in fantasy this year. Incapable of scoring less than 61, it turns out. Yeah, so every score by one is between 61 and 63, and that uh, the the other one was 80, what did he get in the weekend? 85 or something. So three, yeah. Yeah, so he's rock solid. Papali'i is going great guns at the moment. He's scoring tries, which will presumably stop at some point um, or at least become less frequent. <laughs> he's doing it every week at the moment uh, and good chance he goes back to the bench and starts scoring 50 rather than you know 70 and 80. So yeah, uh, Harris is the, the safer option. I think I prefer him um, or you can save a bit of money and get a probably a keeper anyway in Papali'i. Mm. I also don't mind waiting a bit on a cut price Haas. I mean, I'm probably in that same situation of yeah. hoping he comes down a bit. He's got a high break even this week. Haas, I think up around 80 yep. or so, but um, should be attractive in a couple of weeks. Shane Reamer asks, is it worth sticking with Jake Turpin despite Levi being named, given Kevin Walters' history of playing bench players in specialist positions for limited minutes, uh, such as Croft and Dearden previously? Yeah, I think the Croft-Dearden thing was kind of a one-off of mm. not knowing what his best halves were and yeah. just giving them all a go each week but um, yeah as we've said I think hold Turpin for one more week if you can but uh, yeah the signs aren't great my guess at this point is that he'll play I don't know 50-60 minutes and then Levi will come on for the rest maybe they just want their dummy half you know running more or you know playing more energetic, energetically so getting two of them on um, going flat out is better than playing one for 80 minutes but um, yeah I, I'd hold for one week and then, then see where it stands <laughs> Uh, Ryan Burgess, like many of us, has problems in the backs. Tessie Niu not selected again. Simonson and Pappenhausen both out injured. Do I trade Simonson or Tessie Niu and who for? And also is Spencer Lenniu a trade after his low score and may lose more cash this week? Looking at Lodge, not sure I like that one. Um, if not, who else? Yeah, I think Lenniu you can afford to hold a mm. little longer. He's getting close to peaked, but... Um, now, we saw a couple of weeks ago he got 44, I think, in about 25 minutes. So, mm. um, you know, he can still bash out those pretty good scores even with small game time. There's still a chance that as the season goes on he gets more game time. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I don't think you need to rush him out yet. The others, uh, Simonson, I think, is kind of giving you nothing at this point. I had him it's very briefly selling, at the start yeah. of the season. Well, I, I got rid of him very early to get one of the uh, really cheap cash cows. So that could be an option. But you basically need to get a base price cash cow for him. Otherwise, you're spending extra money to get a cash cow. Like if you trade yep. Simonson for Hampton, it's, got, it's going to cost you, what, 60, 80 grand. But I guess at least Hampton's going to make some money and Simonson yeah. might not do anything. So True. Um, but likewise, Tessie New might not come back. He might come back mm. and play fullback in a month or two and, and make cash, but he might not. It's a risk. Um, you know, weeks like this, if you have a few red dots in your team, it's going to come back to bite you because uh, having depth becomes really crucial when you've got a few injuries. So, yeah, I think at some point those guys have to go. They're all cheap, so um, there's no urgent need to do it. They're not clogging up space in your in your squad. He also asks, uh, is Townsend a trade? Um, uh, not yet. Yeah, maybe next week, but not, maybe not next week. this week. Yeah. Um, our friend the Mount Smart Joker is back and has made the Q&A cutoff this week. Kia ora, boys. He writes, uh, looking at Latrell and Ricky to Turbo and uh, Papali'i. Surely Latrell's cash can be better spent elsewhere instead of sitting in emergencies for four weeks. Papali'i looks a cut price keeper. Even if he does go back to the bench, still scores 50 to 55, correct? Yeah, I think you thought that all through. That all looks pretty good as mm. long as you're prepared for him to possibly go back to the bench long term. Mm. Uh, whereas he says he scored 50s, then that's fine. Latrell... Yeah, only sell if he's suspended tonight. On the um, 
I think I didn't really talk about that, but I feel like he's going to do it tough getting a downgrade. It was only a grade two, and it was a pretty mm. nasty slap. He's not missing any time for the two uh, contraries on Ghana, but um, yeah, that, that slap on Nofaluma, I think, didn't look good. Yeah. Might struggle to get down the uh, the grade two off that one. That's all the time we have for this week. Thanks again to our sponsors, DoorDash. Thanks to everyone for writing in, and thanks for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss round eight teams. <laughs> <laughs>